This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. The Knicks continue to find ways to win, and the March movie mayhem moves along. We'll do it all next. And you can join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Brian the Brain and Will the Thrill. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Gordon Damer, Gordon Damer. Larry Hardesty, Larry Hardesty. What's going on, my man? What did you do with spring? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I did today? I avoided going outside. What is this? It's a good job out of you. What is this nonsense? Ugh. Who needs this? You know what? Degrees. It's almost like, I don't know what happened, but it's almost like we're a month behind everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't really heat up now until May. It used to be when we were kids, you'd see, like, the flowers, like the, the perennial flowers, if you had, like, a flower garden in your house or something like that, the crocuses or the daffodils or something. Mm-hmm. They'd start to sprout this time of year, and it would start, you'd start to feel like it was warmer outside. Yes. At some point, that went from, like, warming up in March to warming up in April, and now it doesn't really warm up till May. So I don't know how we've gotten so far off track, but, yeah, this is still winter. I don't care I what blame baseball. Says. I blame baseball. That, maybe. I Why do. not? Because I was sitting in Yankee Stadium with A-Rod with his hand in his back pocket and his other hand in a glove while it was snowing in April. Yeah, there's been some of those. Yeah, sure, for, for sure. Well, look, everybody likes to blame Brian Cashman for everything, so let's blame absolutely. him for the weather. Why, well, not? why not? Hey, listen, absolutely, absolutely. Although I tell you what, the offense looks pretty good. I know, I know it's spring training. I get it. The offense looks pretty good, Gordon. Yeah, well, we'll see when the when the, the bullets when start counts. flying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, we'll things have counts. a tendency to go sideways. This is true. This is true. Of course, as I mentioned, March movie mayhem rolls on, and we've got uh, some interesting matchups going forward, don't we? Yep, we're back to Region One tonight. We'll whittle things down to the Elite Eight. Uh, we might we might just get a little crazy before the end of the week and start Uh-oh. whittling this down a little further. Ooh. But at least for tonight, we got two big time matchups. And it, of course, will be up to the voting public. And I, I think I am, I am, I don't want to say this. Maybe I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go ahead. Roll the dice. I, I'm fairly confident nobody is buying any votes to boost our totals. I can say that much <laughs> for sure, Larry. <laughs> you, have to, you have to listen to uh, ESPN New York 98.7 FM to understand what's going on here. The yeah. implications of uh, Dave Rothenberg implicating that Don LaGreca was votes were being bought. I, it's unbelievable. That's why I'm glad I'm with you, Larry. We never have any fights. We never nope. have any disagreements. We get nope. along. We do our show. We do a great show. And uh, we just keep rolling. Nose to the grindstone or whatever the saying that's is. That's what we do. That's it. Keep rolling. That's it. Keep rolling. Like just the keep. Knicks. That's it. And I'm glad you said that because that's why I want to start. Gordon, help me out. As a Nick fan, now I'm not I'm not the host now, I'm just a Nick fan. I can mm-hmm. separate the two. As a fan, you never want to root for your team to lose. Okay, you just don't. And all I've wanted, all I've been saying was I'd like to see what the young kids can do. I had this discussion last night. Oh, Larry, they could a couple of callers, they're no good, they can't play, they're not this, they're not that. Okay, you might be right. Can I see them? <laughs> can I see what they can and can't do before we just throw them out? So they're they're playing, starting to get some playing time. I mean, I can't believe that 
Obi Toppin played until three minutes in the fourth quarter before Julius Randle came back. I was a little shocked. So I'm happy to see them playing. I'm happy to see them get better. But I'm not happy that we're losing ping pong balls. So I'm, I'm torn. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just feel like that with the Knicks, it's whatever you whatever you want, that's not what they're going to give you. <laughs> yeah. So when you want them to win in the beginning of the season, they don't do that. And then when you get to the point where the season's over and you're like, you know what, there's really nothing to be gained by winning, let's lose some games, that's when they get hot. When the season is over <laughs> and there are big-time teams to be played, like the Bulls are a playoff team for sure, you know the Knicks are going on a winning streak. Like when it means absolutely nothing and actually – can be very detrimental. These are not just like meaningless wins because these kind of wins, if they keep doing this down the stretch of the season, Larry, you know what the story is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what the takeaway at the front office is going to be. Well, you know, it was a weird year. It was a tough year for Randall. We were not that far away when, in fact, they are that far away. They're very far away. This is the team... Take out last year. Last year is the outlier. This year is not the outlier. This is who the Knicks are as a team. Mm-hmm. And so now to be winning these games down the stretch of the season, I'm not going to say that I, I would ever root against my team, but I was pretty close tonight, and, <laughs> but I knew it was coming. I yeah. knew it was coming. And listen, you like what you're seeing from Barrett. He continues to improve. That's a positive. Okay, you like Great. that. Love it. Happy. Uh, Toppin, getting better. Starting to see him produce, getting minutes, you know, still making some mistakes, but that's okay. That's why you play. You get better. Uh, did not see enough of McBride tonight, but McBride had been playing probably for a matchup situation. No, just, you know, whatever reason Tibbs had for whatever. So at least you've been seeing some of these young guys playing. Julius Randle played 28 minutes tonight. Gordon, I can't think of any t- any game he played that low a, a minutes. Um, so obviously you can see that they're trying to get these kids as much experience as possible. So those are fine. Once again, I mean, listen, DeMar DeRozan tried to beat the Knicks. He, he, he almost he did, did a single-handedly. He almost did, and then Zach Levine joined him late. But then they had a couple of, you know, the Knicks made a couple of pretty good defensive calls. Uh, they missed some shots. But once again, Gordon, you can't miss all these free throws. I mean, they make they make it hard. They make it hard on themselves. 21 of 35. You can't miss four. You're not supposed to miss 14, 14 free throws and win the game. You're just not supposed to. You're not supposed to, but they, of course, because it doesn't really help them. Of course, they got lucky tonight. Now's the time for some luck. A little luck of the Irish for the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see Toppin finally get some run. And, you know, the other night, uh, Tibbs, after, I can't remember which game it was, but he went on, a, I think it was a Saturday game. Was it Friday think, was night's it, was game? It, was it the Miami win? I think it might have been the Miami. Yeah, I think you're right, where he mm-hmm. kind of made this point about, like, uh, you know, we're playing the guys and we're playing to win and they're still playing hard. You don't get credit for now playing the guys that people have been begging to see play the entire time. And then when you're forced to play them because the season's over and all of a sudden they start playing well because they got a little bit of a rhythm, it seems like, you don't get credit for that. Did, did you hear him tonight? I did not yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, you know, we're, the young kids are playing, they're getting experience. <laughs> I'm sitting here laughing. Right. No Alec kidding. Burks. Alec Burks, that youngster. He got 42 minutes. And he was great. No, I'm not taking anything away from him tonight. No, but he's no, not a youngster. Yeah. You know, the young kids, they're bringing something. Mm-hmm. The bench is bringing something. It takes yep. a whole team. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I'm glad you find out it takes the whole team. Yeah, I'm glad. Which means 
Uh, you know, but but you're absolutely right. That is the scary thing because he keeps running, and you can understand where they're thinking because they tell you what is he has what has he consistently said of late. We've played really well since the All Star game. We've not gotten some wins to show for it, but we've played much better as a basketball team since the All Star game. So you hear. You hear oh, the thought process. It's already. already starting to formulate. It's percolate. You know, when the coffee is, is running and you hear it in the yep. background, it's not ready yep. yet, but it's percolating. The Knicks, it's percolating with this idea that this was just some bad luck, bad stretch that they had. It was an unusual year. It was fluky. It was – no, this is who the Knicks are. The Knicks are not that good a team. They're not a contending team. Last year was a complete fluke. This year has proven that. So – uh, if they take anything away from this year outside of that we are still really far away from building something, mm-hmm. then they've, they've completely missed the point. Completely yep. missed the point. No question about it. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to the phone. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, start us off on ESPN in New York tonight. Hey, boys. Hey, promo court. I can't never get it right. Promo Yeah, I couldn't get you Saturday. I don't know what happened there, but I was going to remind you for Sunday, after the third quarter, now these were squeakers. They both came out winners. Cost you some money unless you got my uh, message. I said, follow the lead. You've been giving it all year. Go to the fourth quarter. The Knicks won by a half a point on the fourth quarter in the last two games. So you can watch the game, win a few bucks, and then decide if you're interested. Julius Randle looked so disinterested. Did you pick up as the game was over? He threw the ball as he was walking off into the locker room mm-hmm. with the back of his hand up in the air, disgruntled. It's not his team anymore, Spike. That's that's right. Transfer of ownership. And I wish, Gordon, that I was able to click the button fast enough. I'm not able to down here. I got to text the kid to do it to say he would have missed the free throws. It's just, listen, I want to hop on the positive. I made a few bucks. And Barrett looks good. He's going to his right hand. Why he did what he did with Obi, I don't know. Uh, I wanted to see Larry yesterday. We talked about it. You said, you know, I was a little down on it. You weren't as down as I wasn't. I want to see more of the kids. But McBride, in spite of not hitting the side of the barn, played defense, correct? Yes. Okay. And we see quickly, quickly's going less sideways. And Randall is such an impediment in this team that I don't know what they're going to do. But they're going to make a decision with Mitchell Robinson. That's the big thing. This team's further away than they were last year. I agree with you, Gordon. I really do. Much further away. But they may be able to get something for Robinson. And I would, I would, uh, I would take him for a wing scorer. Wouldn't you guys? Yeah, I would. I, I would take him for a wing scorer, package him and, and Fournier and do something. You know, even though Fournier's played better, um, yeah, and it's funny. He seems like he plays better. And uh, Spike Ruff is gonna, it's up against the clock, so I got to run. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, Gordon, he just seems like he plays better when he brings the ball up sometimes. Yeah, I mean, well, look, uh, they have a, a thousand things to, to answer this offseason. Um, I don't know that Mitchell Robinson is, is that high up. It's important. I'm not saying it's not important. But to me, I mentioned it over the weekend, the number one thing is they got to get on the same page between the yep. front office and the coach and figure out what the actual direction to the team because it feels like one of the things that's really gone wrong this year is the front office do, is doing one thing and the coach is doing something else. Yeah, and you're right. They do need to settle down and figure it out. So that's going to be an interesting – uh, baggy day evaluation session <laughs> at the end of this year.
1-800-919-3776. When we return, we'll continue our conversations about the Knicks. Uh, the Jets and Giants are in the news. They're talking. And, of course, when we return, the March Movie Mayhem Elite 8 begins in region number one. All that's next on 98.7 ESPN. At Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. That's where you can weigh in and vote as the March movie mayhem continues. Gordon, let's go to Region 1 for the Elite Eight. Yes, the Elite Eight, Larry. And this one, uh, this has actually had some surprises in this region, but the number one seed is still there. We won't give you the whole rigmarole because it's a short show tonight, but uh, the number one seed obviously is Roy Hobbs. Mm-hmm. He is looking for... That's my... There he is, okay. Fix the thing. It's nothing like being in the field by yourself with the vegetables and the corn and the winter wheat. Green stuff you ever saw? You know, my mother told me I ought to be a farmer. My dad wanted me to be a baseball player. Well, you're better than anyone I ever had. All right, of course, that is uh, Roy Hobbs. He is the number one seed in this region. He'll be going up against the number five, Pedro Serrano. And then we got... Yes. I cannot hit curveball. Straight ball, I hit it very much. Curveball, bats are afraid. I ask Joe Budica, take fear, bats. I offer him a cigar. No. He will come. All right, so there you go. Roy Hobbs, Pedro Serrano, the other uh, matchup. And I figured, I found out that uh, Robert Redford was 47 when he started the natural. Wow. Slightly old to be a... um, Wow. And I believe, I'll check it in the break, I meant to check it before, that uh, the manager, what's his name, Wolford Brimley, I believe Mm -hmm. he was only like 51. Wow. So no wonder he needed lightning in the bat. Exactly. <laughs> Wonder boy. Uh, all right, so the other match, that's the one matchup. Roy Hobbs, Pedro Serrano. And then the other matchup for a spot in the Elite Eight, the number six seed is Mr. Miyagi. You remember lesson about the balance? Yeah. A lesson not just karate only. Lesson for whole life. Whole life have a balance. Everything be better. Understand? <laughs> yes, and uh, he should understand Daniel LaRusso because he just got whooped by Mr. Miyagi in the previous round. Uh, Mr. Miyagi will be doing that hand thing where he rubs up his hands uh, mm-hmm. against the number seven seed, Larry, who is. My mom always said. Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And, of course, that is Forrest Gump. So there you go. Two matchups tonight. Roy Hobbs, Pedro Serrano, Mr. Miyagi, Forrest Gump. Voting, Larry, is now open. I would love to sit and have listen to a conversation between the two of them. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Miyagi and Forrest Gump. I would... I- I'd, I'd be enthralled. I don't know if uh, <laughs> Forrest would be picking up a lot that uh, Mr. Miyagi was laying down, if you catch my drift. I, uh, I think Mr. Drift. Miyagi was working on a different level than poor Forrest. Uh, well, maybe the wax on, wax off, they could they could start there and move on. Maybe uh, Yeah, would, oh, look, on. those cars would look amazing. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> at Hardest, the ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, at Gordon Damer. You can weigh in now. 
Region 1, trying to get to the Elite 8, you have the opportunity to choose. And I got to tell you, I, Gordon, I'm surprised that Forrest Gump is still around. Yeah, people really love that movie. And I just I'm checked surprised. it, Larry. This is, this is bizarre. Robert Redford, when they started filming The Natural, was actually 46. He turned 47 as they were filming. Wow. Wilford Brimley was only 48. He looked older. He definitely looked older. <laughs> substantially older. Yes, substantially older. <laughs> like 68. <laughs> yeah, oh, at least. At I least. mean, he was the weathered old veteran manager around the game and all that. He was basically a year older. He was, you know what? He was perfect for that role, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every manager kind of, like baseball managers in film kind of fed off. It's the same type of thing, right? Yeah. He uh, he couldn't get a job regularly in baseball now. Well, maybe if he no, wasn't working with he would, I, I don't <laughs> get the feeling that he would like the uh, the uh, the analytics. I get you. You're right. At Hardest the ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7. Vote in. March movie mayhem, the greatest sports heroes and villains of all time. Gordon, um, before we turn our attention to a little football, which is always in the news, boy, football, is, they really know how to get things done, Gordon. They really do. I want to take you back to the Knicks for a second. We're looking at Miami. We're looking at Chicago. Gordon, these are two teams that the Knicks should not be beating as you mentally get ready for a playoff run here. I mean, I don't know how to look at these teams. Are they playing down to their opponent? Are they looking to think they're not going to beat the, you know, it's the Knicks? We can just roll the ball out and whatnot. These are games that these, these especially Miami, who has been struggling, they needed to beat this Nick team, and they lost to a Nick. They lost to the Nick bench. They didn't even lose to the Nick starters on Friday night. Yeah, well, I, I think that there has to be. I mean, this is the the part of the season now where the grind has to really be wearing on guys, and you haven't gotten the second wind of the playoffs or starting, and you know your position, and you know uh, what what your matchup is going to be. So I would think that this might be the most difficult part of the season for teams that know they're going to the playoffs, have worked their way into a spot where they know they're not going to be in the play-in type of situation like the Bulls and Heat. Um, but uh, and probably took the Knicks a little lightly. And again, when the Knicks season is over, man, when there's nothing truly to be gained, watch out. Here come the, whatever yeah. it, down is up, up is down, white is black, black is white. Whatever would help the Knicks, they will not do, and whatever hurts the Knicks, they will do. So uh, these uh, these wins, they really shouldn't be all that surprising, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right, but you know. Come on, Miami and Chicago, do a better job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, you need these games. The Knicks don't need them. The Knicks will end up having like the the they'll be in they'll, they'll be in the worst spot to be. They won't be in the play-in even, but they will not be anywhere close to the top of the lottery. Mm-hmm. That's right. Nowheresville. <laughs> Nowheresville. That's the that's the worst place to be. At least with the like, I don't really want them to make the play-in, and don't worry, they're not going to because. They're, they don't match up against those teams, right? Nope. Like, they're just going to be get bounced and, and, and embarrassed. I mean, last year they were the four seed and they got bounced pretty quickly. I, so I, I, I don't really see what the benefit of, but at least you could say, hey, we made the play-in. Not making the play-in and not, like, adjusting on the fly and say, hey, you know what, let's see how, how good of a pick. The last time the Knicks tanked, they got R.J. Barrett. That mm-hmm. kind of worked out. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the Knicks could use more players like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree, especially when, with all due respect, and you know I'm not, you know how I feel about Duke being a Carolina guy. Right. Um, but you know what? They've got some pretty good talent that's going to be coming out this year. 
I will say this about your team, Larry. And I was saying this on Saturday. You know, for all the talk about St. Peter's, the run that North Carolina, potential run that they could go on here, starting with that win at Cameron, getting into the tournament, blowing out the first team they played, knocking off the defending champs, the number one seed in their region the second time. Last time out, they beat the greatest Cinderella, maybe of the entire tournament in the history of the tournament. No 15 seed had ever gotten this far. Mm -hmm. Next up, you get Duke in the tournament, in the final four. And if you win that, you cap it off with a championship. I know they won six championships. I don't know. I can't remember all the different runs. It would be very hard to ever top that run for North Carolina if they can pull it off. It would be nice. Oh, nice. I mean, you're you're it playing. Nice. Oh, you're playing it close to the vest. You're not tempting the fates. You're nice. not tempting I'm the not, sports I'm, no, gods. No, no, you're playing no, it. I, no. And that's smart. That's no, that's Larry. I'm, He's smart. I've seen too much. All right, absolutely. <laughs> I've seen too much. Because if and you lose next time out, that win at Cameron takes a little bit of a dent. Oh, it doesn't mean a thing. It nah, it's still, mean, it's well, still. You'll always have the video of the kids crying, right? I mean, you'll always have that. It means a little bit. It means always have Paris. You know exactly. But you know, it's the first time they've met. In the final four scenario, so yeah, that, you know, I mean, wow, that I, is know, huge. You, you really want this one? Oh, I mean, the first was, time you've met your your main rival, yeah. and you can end the career of the coach in the. It's like a loser leave town match in the in the <laughs> WWE, Larry. This is phenomenal. Oh, they could only win this one. Oh, oh Gordon. Gordon, if you have you any sports soul left to bargain with, Larry. Oh, I, I'm using it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, using I'm it cashing it in. I'm cashing in the chips Whatever right now. Whatever I've got left, I'm yep. using it. I hear I'm you. using it. I gotta have it. I gotta have this one, Gordon. I don't ask, Gordon. I don't ask for much. No, you do not. I do not ask for much. Now look, I'll tell you this. Here's the, here's the deal. The sports gods are listening, mm-hmm. and you can have either what is behind door number one, which is a North Carolina win over Duke. And a national championship. Or you can risk it. You don't get that. But you get what's behind door number two, which involves the New York Mets. Might be a deep playoff. Might be a World Series. It's something good about the Mets behind door number two. But if you take door number one, the Mets are going to have a bad season. Would you take what's behind door number one? Or would you be willing to go for what's behind door number two? I'll give you my answer next on 98.7 ESPN. There's going to be a lot of baggage that goes with this game, and Coach K likes to talk a lot about fighting against human nature. There's not any sort of blueprint for how you deal with the human nature of playing for a national championship, which should be the number one thing, but all the added pressure of it being Duke versus Carolina. And it almost happened in 1991. I was a grad assistant on on that Duke team, and I remember the pressure that was added but, but it's multiplied now that we know they're going to play. They'd have to win to play in the title game, but we know they're going to play now, and that's all anybody's going to talk about. Howie J. Billis previewing one of the final four matchups this weekend in New Orleans. It's Hardesty and Damer. We call it ESPN New York tonight until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. By the way, voting is still open for the March movie Mayhem at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Uh, Gordon, we're going to hear from Mike Greenberg in a second. But to answer your question, and we got some calls to get to as well. To answer your question, Gordon, because it's Coach K leaving, yeah, I would I would take door Carolina. number one. 
Yeah. I would take Dorian Wow, that, that tells you how much is right because you are very excited for the Mets season. I am. Met fans are more pumped up this year than Absolutely. in quite some time. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I can't put myself specifically in your spot, but I think I agree with you. This one's, this one's forever. I mean, yeah, what, exactly. think about how long it's taken them to meet at this stage. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen again anytime no, soon, you would not, not with think. Him. And, and not, not with, with him. him at all, right? At so, all. This is yeah, it. This is it. So that's why I'd have to, you know, ask, you know, as much as I love the match, you know. I got you. You know, but but they, you know, I mean, and for me, I was there the last, the last championship, Gordon, for NC. I was in town. Oh, I is that vacation. right? Okay. Yeah, I took vacation. I was there. I was in, I was in, uh, I was visiting my mommy. And, uh, you know, North Carolina is crazy, obviously, as you can imagine. And, you know, came back, was took a little drive down near Tobacco Road and saw a little celebration. So, you know, I'm, th- that's where I'm headed. That's where I'm headed. So for that reason, because it is the great Mike Krzyzewski, who's had a mm-hmm. tremendous coaching career, Hall of Famer, Look no question you. about Look it. Look at you. You're playing to the sports gods right now. You know? You're being on your best behavior. But uh, I need to send him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, that, well, send them away. It, I hear you i hear you it's big oh, it's huge 1-800-919-3776 chan is in yonkers hey chan you're next on 98.7 hi you know i love your show both of you guys love to hear you all every night thanks Jan. it don't mean a thing if julie saint got that swing and he doesn't have the swing this year and i'll tell you something it it, it, it Hello? Yeah, we yeah, got we're you. Here. Go turn your, turn oh, your radio, oh, turn your radio oh, okay. down. I thought, I lost, I, thought I lost you all. No, no, I thought no, I lost you all. Um, if he was the player that he was last year, we'd be in the playoffs. Uh, Spike was on a little while ago, and I noticed the same thing at the end of the game. He had missed two foul shots mm-hmm. before the game was over. Yeah. And he headed to the locker room when the game was over instead of congratulating his teammates and threw the ball uh, backwards. Yep. Now, he's – He's supposed to be our star leading player, right? And he's not – he has not set the example that you would think a star leader, leading player would set. Uh, he does, you don't hear his chance for MVP player anymore. They're not chanting his name. They're chanting R.J. Barrett and Obi Toppin. And I just want to get your thoughts, guys, on how this is going to go uh, next year, if they're going to keep him, if they're going to trade him. And thank you for taking my call. All right, Chan, thanks for the phone call. They're going to have to sit down and have a, have a conversation with him, and if I and I think he's going to want to have a conversation with them. Because, Gordon, I think it was really apparent tonight. First of all, he sat until three minutes in the fourth quarter. And then when, <laughs> and when he came in, Breen was like, you know, Toppins played well. He's going <laughs> to – Tibbs is going to get some – you wonder why he's, bring, he's even bringing Randall back, to paraphrase Mike Breen. All right, so you figure that. Then he comes down the court. Gordon, they, they don't even look like – they didn't even look his way. They, they, they have played so comfortably without him that he wasn't even part of the offense. And so, you know, he didn't, he didn't get any shots all right, at all in, in the final – in the fourth quarter. He went to the foul line four times, hit two, missed two. And there was a timeout on the – after the uh, – there was a timeout, one of the Knicks' last timeouts. And RJ's trying to get eye contact with him on the bench. He doesn't want to look at him. He's looking, totally looking, just staring at the coach. And then the flip away. Uh, 
this is not his team anymore, Gordon. And so they have to make a decision whether they're going to keep him and how they can bring involve him into this team where he can be a part of it and they can grow and add some people that he can be, you know, an integral part of it like he was last year where he, he's not the ball stopper that he's been on a couple of occasions or they got to move him. It's one of the two. Yeah, I, the two. I, I mean, maybe there is a way to move him, but that contract extension doesn't go into effect until next year. And that's four years, $117 million. Yep. So he has he has been a guy all year that has had I, I don't know maybe there's something I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt so maybe there's something that's going on off the court mm-hmm. uh, that he's dealing with but his his demeanor basically this entire season has been somebody who's kind of been checked out certainly yeah. ever since the thumbs down thing to the fans it's really never kind of gone back now he's played better overall since yeah. the all-star break True. but the attitude itself has never really and, and keep in mind he's had a bad attitude when he has been the star like he has been catered to kind of the, the, the offense runs through him he brings the ball up the court all these type of things and he's not been happy with that so I'd have to think that he's not going to be happy with a diminished role so that leaves you with all right we got to move him well how are you going to move that yeah and where are you going to move and what do you have to give up to move with him yeah. See, that's going to be the other thing. Right. And so if somebody you're wants mo- to take him, what are yeah. you going to do? What do you have to yeah. give up? You, you, and, and if you're giving something up, you're giving him up, you're, you're bringing something else back that's somebody else's problem. Dance mm-hmm. the lemons. Yep, exactly. And you would hope it would be an expiring contract, but it may not be because his isn't. <laughs> He's just getting started. So yeah. that, that, that hurts you a little bit. It does. Uh, Steve's in Rockland. Steve, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. You know, a lot of the criticism – of Julius is warranted. All right. However, if you're going to get rid of him, you know, and I watched the end of the game, you know, I got a feeling that some of the people who call the station have never competed. Okay. Because I saw what he did with the ball. There was like a second and a half left in the game. He was, no one was doing anything. The game was decided. And he just took the ball and he tossed it without looking into the backcourt. The game was over. I thought it was I, – I had Steve, no the game wasn't over when he got the technical. Excuse me? The game wasn't over when he got that tech. He got a tech for doing that? No, not for that. When he was – when he was didn't he drop the F-bomb tonight? Yeah, when, he did. Uh, earlier in the game. I yeah. have – look, look. All right. I'm just – all right. How about this? The end of the game, what that guy was just referencing. You but know, it's, he it's not just one thing, Steve. It's not just one thing. It's not just one incident. I know that. So that's why I said the criticism is warranted. Okay. However, if you're going to dump Julius, you better bring back 20, 10, and five assists. And good luck duplicating that. I don't, you know, I. But, but Steve. I'm not sure. But, but yes. Steve, the 20, yes. 10, and five assists that he's giving you now, are you winning with it? So you need more than well, 20, 10, and five. Right? I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that you don't. That, that's what. That's why this is such a dilemma, okay? That's why it's a dilemma, all right? And you know, I just if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna get rid of him, you gotta bring that back in some way, shape, or form. And you know what? Maybe Leon Rose. How about this? The other maybe the other part of the problem is maybe Leon Rose isn't the guy who should be 
doing that, the Brody Van Wagenen of the NBA. You you know, maybe right. that's a failed experiment, too. You might be right, Steve. You, you okay. might be right. You know, you might be right. I think the biggest thing, and thanks for the phone call, Steve, I think the biggest thing also, not only was, and, and not only was it tossing the ball back in, Gordon, yeah, but how about how about dapping your teammates for it? Right, nice you win. just you just gotta win, right? You just I walked mean, off like like forget the rest of you, like I'm I'm out of here. So I, I mean, it took forever, more, but you you yeah. finally have your longest winning streak of the season. Yeah, I think that really hurt. I think that's what fans reacted to more than the throwing of the basketball was part of it. But the fact that he didn't even stay around to to dap his teammates up and give them a, a you know, hey, we got this one. You know what? Yeah, okay, I didn't have a great game, but we won because. That's what it's supposed to be? Like the team wins even though you don't have a great game? It, that's, it's that's supposed good. to be the goal. Yeah, I, I get what Steve's saying. You can't just give up Randall and get no, nothing back. And I, and I agree with him that it, it, it's almost hard to get something that's not just a lateral move. But when his attitude is the way it's been pretty much the entire season, mm-hmm. a lateral move I would sign up for right now just to get somebody in here that kind of gave you a little bit more of a, of a team attitude because that it does not seem like what he has been giving off basically almost the entire season. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, aside from the three numbers that he gave you, which, you know, he has given you, he, he's been a stat guy. I mean, that's what he does. Give me somebody that doesn't turn the basketball over so much either. I'll, I'll take that person <laughs> quickly. I will. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.